Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. Hey y'all. So good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it may be when you're listening to this. (laughs) Um, Today I want to talk about staying in love. And I know that sounds simple for some people and that sounds really difficult for other people. This was like a, a more difficult thing to write about because I was unsure about, you know, what to say And so I'm just going to start with Zach and I's story. Um, So we started dating. Our first date was October 10th in 2014. And then by December, by like Christmas, we knew like, okay, we love each other. And this is going to kind of keep moving forward. And I just knew he was the one for me, which is awesome. And I was so grateful, especially to find my person at such a young age. Because I was only 19 when we started dating. And then 20 when we got married, like four days before I turned 21. So that was about six and a half years ago, and in June we'll be married for five years, which I'm very excited about doing a fun anniversary trip. But I just wanted today to talk about things that have helped us to stay in love. It really hurts my heart to know that, you know, our generation, the millennial generation, we're not making it that long in relationships and being married. But once you're married, like, you've made the vows... You've done it, this in front of God, in front of your family, in front of friends, whoever it is, but before each other. And you've vowed to stay together forever. And, you know, when we say our vows, it's in sickness and in health, for richer, for poor, and for all of these things. And it's like, did we actually mean that? And, you know, do we know God's design for marriage? Because God's design for marriage is a covenant, not a contract. It is being together for life and There's no man that can take that apart. So let's talk today about things that have helped Zach and I to stay in love, even at the hardest moments of life. So number one, I'm just going to jump right in. Number one is asking for help from someone whose marriage you'd like to have. So if you go to someone just to vent, A, well, it may change how they see your spouse, and B, they could be biased and on your side, and That might be why you went to that person anyways, and you already know that. And you need to go to someone that has more marriage experience or is married, and they're going to tell you how to overcome the adversity and give you hope, not just the answer that you want to hear today, because that's not going to sustain you long term. And I've learned that through trial and error of, yes, I go to this person, and I know that I can vent to them and be frustrated and upset. And I am a person who, once I have it all out, I'm kind of like, oh, I feel much better. And so I go to, if I need to do that and I need to vent, and if you're like me and you're like, yeah, that's me, find someone that you can do that with that is not going to do those two things. They're not going to be biased towards you and they're not going to throw your spouse under the bus or, you know, say negative things about your spouse. They just kind of let you vent and then find someone that you can ask advice from. 
If you don't have that person in your life, look for someone maybe in your church or at your work or ask God to bring that person into your life. He could totally do that for you. The main thing on asking for help is that you're going to get hope. Hope is the key. You got to believe and know that God put you two together for a reason and that your future looks better than your past, that you're going to make it through this, whatever the situation is. And if you look at love from what God's definition of it is, love never fails. Love always hopes. It always perseveres. So when someone says, oh, we fell out of love, well, there were probably guardrails there and you were hitting those guardrails and you weren't listening to the signs. There's always warning signs and you can feel it in your gut. You have the Holy Spirit to tell you, if you have Jesus inside of you, he's going to tell you like, don't go that way or don't text that person. Don't look at that on social media. Don't go down that road. Don't meet that person for coffee. And that could be even just a friend because you know they're not going to encourage your marriage. You got to listen to those warning signs that are not going to help you stay in love with your spouse. And I, I never mean to sound insensitive or judgmental because I don't know your individual story, but I know marriage is for a lifetime. And we say that in our vows and we say, we say we're going to stay together no matter what. So as mad as we can get at our spouse, as mad and upset or frustrated as that can get at me or me at him, I know we're not going to leave. We're going to stay together and we're going to figure it out that there's hope for tomorrow and it's a new day and that we can learn to overcome whatever the situation may be and move forward together. You and your spouse are, you're totally different people. You have differing minds, different ideas, different personalities. You have different buttons that set you off. Uh, The second, I'm going to lead right into the second thing that has helped us is to accept each other. And so as a spouse, I have agreed to accept and love my spouse unconditionally. And I remember when Zach and I were first married, we were married about a year. He realized that when I talk and like at night, I'll just be silly and I'll make up words like, can you massage my feet, sirs? Or like, man, instead of saying like my legs really hurt, I'll say like my leggers really hurt. And it's just, it's something that, you know, I grew up saying and we just made words sound cutesy, he, it would bother him. And he would just be like, please stop when I did it until this one night. And he went to tell me to stop. And I just looked at him and I said, accept me. And at the exact moment that I did that, the Holy Spirit told him the same thing in his head, accept her. That was totally a God moment. His eyes were so wide. He was like, oh my gosh, the Holy Spirit just said that in my head. And I was like, yes. See, he, he knew exactly what we needed in that moment. And the Holy Spirit tells me things too. But if you don't accept your spouse for who they are, you're basically saying you're not good enough. And rejection is one of the most hurtful emotions that we can go through. So staying in love means, number one, ask for help and guidance. And number two, accept them. Quirks and all. <laughs> number three for staying in love is timing. I led into this one on the last point, but you know your spouse. You have and they have buttons. And if you say the right thing at the wrong time, it's not going to be received well. It's it's going to be rejected. And I know, like I know myself, if I'm getting hungry, 
I'm not going to be as nice as if I'm full and satisfied. And then Zach is extremely competitive. So if I try to talk to him after a game and he lost, I'm going to be frustrated because I'm going to get no response from him. But I know him. Like, I know that's how he is. So I have learned, don't say that right now. Just wait. It's not a good time. You got to know timing. Our date night each week is an excellent time for discussion. So I try and save important convos that we need to have for then. Love is patient. So learning that has been a process because I'm like, I just want to get it done now. I want to talk. I want to have this conversation. But usually when I push it like that, it leads to an argument. Waiting is always in my favor and in his too. I mean, there's another verse you know, love does not demand its own way. I've been getting all these verses from 1 Corinthians 13, which they read at most weddings. I'm just going to read it to you real quick. It's verses 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable and keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. I like in other translations, it says love never fails. So God is love. And, you know, Jesus as God's son, and they're, you know, one and the same, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, they live in you. And that means that you have love living in you. So you can't fall out of love with someone when love lives in you. It's a part of you because God is love and he is in you. Love is also a fruit of the spirit. And if you have the Holy Spirit living in you, then you have all the fruits, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So if you have all of that living in you, then you can stay in love. Staying in love. All right. So to recap, ask for help and guidance accept them. Timing is everything. And then number four, spend time together. When I notice Zach and I going through a drought, like there's just not much love or excitement or I'm feeling irritated with him often or vice versa, I look at our calendar and look at our time and I realize we've been spending so much of our time working or projects or with other people that we haven't really spent time together. It hasn't been this just the two of us in a while. And that that hurts your relationship. You got married to be together for life. So take the trips, just the two of you. Have a moment each day, maybe it's the last hour before you go to bed, where you really connect with each other, where there's no phones, no distractions. If you have kids, no kids, they're asleep. And really just take that time and look at each other in the eyes. Look at your spouse Remember the things that you love about them. Remember their features and you're like, I really love their eyes or their hair or their laugh. Think about all the things that attracted you to them in the beginning and then bring those to your forefront of your mind because getting distracted with life, I mean, it's so easy. I mean, just phones, for example. They have really taken a toll on so many marriages and relationships We aren't a slave to them, and we need to take control of our minds back. I keep my phone on silent so that I dictate it. When I look at it, it doesn't dictate me. 
another like thing about phones. Um, my husband and I, we keep our phones downstairs at night. So we have no electronics in our bedroom. There's not a TV. And that's just something that we decided when we got married and it helps us sleep better. It helps us, you know, just to have the time to hang out. And then it also shows like you're more important than a phone to me. You're more important than just a screen or a distraction or a person that I'm trying to talk to. You know, those are guardrails that we've put up to prevent us falling out of love. I don't even really care for that phrase because I'm like, love is a choice. And that has started to kind of, you know, come about is like, you don't just fall in and out of love. That is definitely a deception from the enemy. Let me just say, marriage is God's design. And the enemy wants you and your spouse to separate. He hates unity. And he wants you to believe lies about your spouse. He wants to create disunity. And just remember, you have a real enemy. And that enemy is not your spouse. So my tip number five is don't make your enemy your spouse. A key to staying in love is to protect your marriage. So you protect your marriage with prayer, with gratitude, with going to church in a church that fights for marriage, going to conferences, reading books, listening to podcasts, so many things that you can do to create healthy boundaries around we're going to stay in this and fight. Ephesians 6, 12, you know, Paul is talking in Ephesians about the armor of God. And this verse says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So you have got to fight for your marriage and make sure that you don't make them your opponent. This is the most important relationship in your life. And when you made a covenant to be married, you were saying to God and to everyone there and to your spouse that you're going to honor this person. Honoring God, if you want to honor God in your life, that is honoring your spouse. That is being faithful to them. That is knowing that there is hope for tomorrow and that love never fails and love always perseveres. Just like it says in 1 Corinthians 13 that Paul said, the definition of love. So those are my tips for staying in love. And um, I know that this is not an easy task by any means. I mean, I remember in our first year of marriage, Zach and I just laying in bed and that was bad timing on us trying to have a conversation before we were going to sleep and you're tired, you're exhausted from the day. That was not in our best interest. (laughs) And just thinking, why did we get married again? And having those real conversations of learning, okay, the why behind it. Why did we get married? Because we love each other, because we want to be with each other, because we know we're better together than we are apart, because we know that God designed marriage for us and that his design of marriage works. His design of marriage is 100% works every time, no matter what you've gone through. I've had friends go through the worst things that you can in a marriage and still come out strong on the other side and love being together and love each other. So I know that you can do it. Find the tools that help you find 
videos on YouTube that encourage you and that person is like, man, yes, that's exactly what we need in our marriage. Find a counselor and don't be afraid to share with somebody what's going on. Look for that guidance. Like I said, ask for help and look for people who have good marriages and say, can we get together with you? Or maybe it's just an individual thing. I know it's way more difficult when you don't have a spouse who wants to help you and wants to like, you know, stay in love and make your marriage better. So just use your battle strategies in prayer, in praise, in gratitude. And the only person that you can change is you. So work on you. Work on whatever you can control. And I know that God will give you the tools that you need. I know that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and tell you what you need to do. He'll give you ideas and strategies and maybe the fun date night things that you need to do. Like if your spouse loves going fishing and that's the way that you're going to get to talk with them and have good quality time, then go fishing with them. If your spouse, you know, loves a certain holiday, my husband loves Christmas. And so last Christmas, one of our date nights was to go to Hobby Lobby and make a wreath. And he loved it. It was very fulfilling and it was so cute to watch. And so it's just finding those things where it's like we really connect and we can have conversations because they feel full. You feel full. You really, really can stay in love. I hope this helps and I hope you have a wonderful week, guys. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. 